TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Superstar LT, how are you, brother? I'm always well, always well. Starting the new year uh, strong and excited. Excited. Yeah, it's a yeah. great time of year. It's a great time of year. There's plenty going on. Everyone's ready to go, and um, I really hope people thoroughly enjoyed our uh new year opening podcast and i hope people are enjoying the fact that they get this just one week after uh the last podcast because it's normally fortnightly so it's a little bit of a bonus in many ways Mm, excellent i can't wait Uh, so we uh on the last podcast we talked about uh you know i was reading this book called um 50 50th law by uh, 50 cent um the rapper the hustler and so still still reading through it i'm right up your alley oh man it was it was awesome like that's the (laughs) i'm gonna become a hustler now um (laughs) it's it's uh (laughs) that would be a sight to behold yeah yeah maybe for halloween um so one of the things that we learned from that is that you know reading interesting books uh can really stimulate the mind and have great insights and uh for me seeing a, a different insight of 50 cent and also he just a brilliant entrepreneur and a brilliant mind but obviously in a different context but you know he fully admits and he is where he is because of the similar mindset so it's no different whether you in the hood or you are you know have million do- millions of dollars you still have to have a mindset to succeed and that's our our firm belief on that and so if you want to get out of mediocrity it's about you know firming that mindset to to be like steel and so what we thought we'd talk about in this podcast is discussing some of the books that we will read uh some of the books that we have read in the past that have inspired us and not even just limited books like we can talk about movies we're going to go through podcasts and other avenues where you can get amazing information to solidify the mind into like a, a mind of steel forget about man of steel it's like the mind of steel yeah it's kind of like what does uh what does the champion mindset learn and read and surround themselves with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Because I was thinking about this, LT. I had a highlight in 2010 when my daughter Maya was born and I always said to friends that I was an avid reader and a number of people said, well, you won't find time to read uh, once you've got kids. And I, for some, somehow, I don't know how, I don't know why, but I read more books in 2010 than I ever have and that was 30 books. I read 30 books in wow. 2010 when I had... Um, and I think it was because... Sarah was so often in bed early at night mm. and um, and I just had more time to myself and, and learned lots. And then I thought in 2011, I thought, well, I'll do it again, but it didn't quite happen and I think, you know, we had an older child coming on and the rest. And then, you know, last year would have been less than 15 books and, and this year it was probably only five or six. But I've often reminded my I've, – I've had to remind myself that – um, it's no longer just about books, is it? Like there are so many other ways to learn and I find myself learning as people listening today. You learn in so many different ways. Now you can learn through podcasts exactly. and through audio books and YouTube videos and movies and, um, and you know, online magazines and even reading magazines on, on, your, on your mobile devices. Like just the old adage of reading, you know, 30 minutes a day or reading a chapter a day or, 
you know, reading, reading, reading. It's not all about reading books anymore, is it? No, exactly right. I mean, I, to be honest with you, fifty, the 50th law, the, the book that I mentioned last week was probably the first book I've read in, in about two years, maybe even three. And, um, and, you know, most people would think like, that's crazy. How can you say that? But it's true because I've actually, I don't spend the time to read anymore. I do listen though. It doesn't mean that I don't absorb information. I am an avid listener, I guess, not an avid reader. You are the audio book king. So I am you the read, but you listen. Yeah. yeah, I listen to to a lot of uh, courses. I, I purchase a lot of different courses um, and uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and um, go to different, you know, listen to many different podcasts and that's where I get my ideas. And so, you know, formulate my ideas and then put them all together. So it's not about necessarily the books. I find I'm a slow reader. So therefore, that's why I don't find it very productive for me where I can get through a book. Um, if I listen to two times the speed. So what I do is I download an audiobook, for example, and I change the setting on my iTunes to change that audiobook into. Yeah, so actually, if you change any audio mp3s to an audiobook as a as in the option section of each one so you just basically if you use itunes i can only tell you how to do an itunes i don't know anything else you right click on the that particular audio um mp3 and you right click and you go to options and you can actually find something called media kind and you change it to audiobook now if you do that when you put it onto your iphone or your ipod you actually have the opportunity to change that you can listen to it in one time speed which is exactly what you know as you listen to this now or you can change it to 1.5 which is a little bit faster or you can listen to two times speed and so what i do is i listen to everything in two times speed now you probably don't want to listen to us in two times speed because every- i've listened to the wellness guys in double speed before yeah it's pretty tough isn't it I, I think it's tough. Um, yeah. it, we speak pretty fast. So, um, But all, most of the other stuff, I listen to all the audio podcasts I listen to. I listen to two times speed. Everything, audiobooks, I listen to two times speed. So I now can condense my learning time in half the time. So an hour podcast or an hour audiobook, for example, I can listen to in 30 minutes. And I get through a lot more stuff that way. And so you know, most people think like, well, when do you listen to it? And I go, well, I listen to it everywhere I go when I'm not around with my kids. So everywhere I drive, I'm listening to something. And I go to the workout or I go to work, coming home from work, even washing the dishes, you know, that's, I would do that. If I go and I don't mow the lawn, but you know, if I had to do some gardening outside, which I don't do much of, but I will go listen to it. I would listen to it. I'm obsessed with my iPhone um, simply because it has so much wealth of information on that iPhone. I run out of space. I have to take things on and off just because I have so much stuff. Okay, so whilst we're on the whole audiobook front then, share with us, LT, some of your audiobook highlights from 2013 and what you're looking forward to listening to in double speed in 2014. Since I have nothing to share here because as much as I've listened to plenty of audiobooks in my time, 2013 for me was more of a podcast year than an audiobook year. Yeah, you know, listen, audiobooks uh, in itself is um, sometimes... It, I don't listen to all audiobooks, so it's always uh, like courses that, that I've purchased, and I transform those seminars into MP3s, right? So, okay, so for, for example, example like, you, you know. uh, so, so for example, I might take in so the Wellness Summit, for example, right? So we have the Wellness Summit. You can purchase the DVDs you, if you want. You download that, and actually, I think we give you the MP3s as well. But if not, yeah, you it have, comes with both. It's like a, a watch it or and or a listen to it program. Right. So you know, one of the things that you can easily do is you can actually grab hold of any audio file. Uh, regular file and um, and basically tran- uh, sorry, video file and transform into an audio file and then I just listen to the audio parts of it you know yeah. so that's something I would easily do um, the one book that stands like in my mind that I've read is uh, Malcolm Gladwell 
Yes. Um, Malcolm Gladwell is a Canadian. I just have to get across <laughs> to a Canadian. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> so from, patriotic. Yeah, from Guelph, Ontario, um, which is just outside of Toronto. Anyways, I go, diverge. <laughs> so he's written a, a several amazing... Every book he's written, I've, I've fallen in love with it. It's absolutely amazing. He's written The Tipping Point was his first major book. Um, he's written uh, another book called Blink. Um, Outliers was fantastic. My and, favorite outliers. Yeah, was amazing, especially when he talks about you know Canadian hockey players and, and also ten thousand hours. We love the ten thousand hours, and also being Chinese as well, and and proving why I was actually smarter than all and everybody speaking else. Speaking English and speaking English, that's right. Yeah. Um, the, his new book was called uh, David and Goliath, and uh, I thought it was absolutely amazing. He talked a lot about you know the the difference between um, you know basically big companies and 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 you know just it, you got to read the book. It's I just love the rate. David and Goliath, uh, Mark Galevo writes. He writes in story form. Okay, so I don't want to give it away because so, I think it's important for you to just go read the book because he writes in story form where he takes extrapolations of many different stories and he puts it together and makes a very valid point. Well, um, I mean, if you think that David was the underdog in David and Goliath, you have to read the book because he spins that on its head in the most fantastic way. That's right. That's right. And he talks a lot about, you know, what happened in 1960 with, um, you know, with uh, Martin Luther King, um, you know, what, what, what went on there and how that was actually kind of set up in a way. And to take that time picture photo, I thought it was absolutely amazing. He talked a lot about schooling systems, for example, uh, where, you know, um, you know, two little people in a class is going to affect the class size is actually going to affect intelligence in terms of participation but too many people in the class is going to be affected too so you there's an optimal range of classroom size and um, they also talked about how choosing the the wrong school or the right school will impact on your whole career so someone who might be going to who everybody strives to be you know in america will strive for an ivy league school like princeton or yale or harvard but if you but most likely, you know, there's actually higher percentages that you will fail and never do the thing that you actually apply for because you feel inferior to all your classmates. Where if you actually went to a class B school, um, but you at the top of the class, you actually probably be just as smart and just as productive and actually will make a mass, great a great career path choice because you you feel um, that you're on top of the world. And so those That's little points. Are f- I've, I've, written, I've added that to my 2014 reading list already. Yeah, no, David Goliath is just amazing. It's just really good concepts. So that's that's one book that uh, that high, you know, comes as a highlight for me. Um, let's think about another book. I actually went back to read a book called Turning Pro. Um, it's, it's an older book um, by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. Um, Stephen Pressfield wrote the book called The War of Art. Um, and those two books were fantastic and they're short books like i mean we're not talking like thick books at all and i think the audio the audio is great because they're they're actually very short small small chapters they're only um like i'm looking at the audio list now they're only like two minutes long for each chapter and uh and there's you know there's probably you know 93 chapters but they're very very short um turning pro and uh, war of art and talks about basically how you need to be the person that you need to be and you need to kind of stand up against um just being normal and you got to go out there and produce some art. I love that. And um, just give you back on Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield uh, wrote the book called the Legend uh, the Legend of Beggar Vance. Uh-huh. Uh So he was a he was a fiction writer, but he um, basically talks about his um, his his life story about how he came from like just being broke to becoming a, an acclaimed author. Um, so using those little things, it's it's pretty cool stuff. Very short book, great read. Um, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. 
Um, yes. So talking about blogs, he writes. He, he's prolific at his blogs. He can write a blog every you know every day. He has got amazing insights. I, mean, I read his blog every single day. He's got some awesome stuff. Um, Do you actually read it every day? I try to. I try to. But Do I you mean, get the email out to you? Do I you email? Just... Yep. He uh, emails it every single day. I I would say I read probably three out of seven. You know, okay. it's not because yep. it's prolific. If it's a really long one, <laughs> chances are I'll, I'll start re- reading the first couple of lines. And then if it's sort of like, oh, I don't have time for this, um, I will probably most likely archive. But yeah, so I, I do read, I would say 50% of them. Can I ask you a question, which mm-hmm. I was going to leave to the end? Mm-hmm. And I like to ask this of anyone that I respect. And I'm sure people are listening to this now, just maybe getting slightly overwhelmed by all of the content that you've already covered. How do you... What's your personal roadmap for reflecting on what you learn and absorbing on what you learn and applying on what you learn? Because if you're anything like me, you learn a lot, a lot of the time, and then the challenge comes to, well, how are you going to implement that into your own life? Is it just cool information to know or, or what do you actually go and implement? So do you have a way that you filter it? Do you just go on feeling or do you actually do you summarize any of the stuff that you listen to or how do you go about turning it into or um, yeah, putting it into your own life? I think, I think a couple of things. I think, you know, this is just from, uh, and I'm not 100% on this. Obviously, I don't do this all the time. But something that highlights to me what I do is I capture something that is really important to me. Um, you have to have a reason for it. So we talked about goals and visions last, I think, last in the last episode. And so one of the things you got to do is you got to ask the question, why? So you read something. It's inspiring. It's like, wow, that's a great point. But then you got to ask the next question. Because if you don't ask the next question, it's not going to it's not going to hold true. It's not going to stay with you. So the next question should be, why is this important to me? Like, why is this so amazing? Why is this such a a brilliant point? If you don't ask that question, you're not going to, it's not going to stick. It's just going to be just another relevant information. Now, I don't have a brain like Damien, for example, like Damien Kristoff. He's got a brain for, um, to absorb information and stay with him of useless information, right? He's like not useless, but he's just got, he's just one of those people who can learn a whole bunch of things and randomly, and it will stay in his mind and he can actually draw, draw, you know, draw out those information when the time is needed. I don't have that type of brain. You know what I mean? I have to kind of really force myself to read it or listen to it like four or five times before it actually sticks in my head. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm probably more like you than like Damo. Yeah. So Some people would disagree, but yeah. I'm more like you than like Damo. So for me, like, you know, I need to ask the question, why? Why is that so important to me? And the, when when that comes to me going, all right, so that's why, so let's say it's a point about, um, I don't know, I'm just thinking about the point of um, the David and Goliath, for example. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, choosing the right school might be beneficial. Now, why is that important to me? I'll ask that question. And because, here's the second point. If you teach it to someone, right, you're most likely going to be able to to um, to remember absorb it a lot, absorb yeah. it, and, and, and um, remember it. So when I ask that question, I filter it by how is this relevant to my clients. Now I have many different clients, right? I have clients as patients, as a chiropractor. I have clients as a coaching client, and I have clients. I guess I'll consider you listeners as a client in a way, right? Because I'm going to distill that information. Who is it relevant? Why is it relevant? And who is it relevant for? And how can it be relevant to you in your life, right? So then I'll take that information and basically transform it in a way that I can teach it. Were you going to say that your kids are your clients as well? Yeah, kids, clients in a way. Yeah, friends, right? friends as well and sometimes so when you actually kind of filter it in in that way you most likely remember the story when you actually need it 
Right. Can I put a little stat in here? Mm. Um, I recommend for people to Google the cone of learning. It's something that I am a little bit obsessed with and I use these stats a lot but we take in 10% of what we read, 20% of what we hear and it goes all the way down to 90% of what we both say and do. Mm. And that's you know that's where the retention comes into it, where you actually go and talk about it with your wife or your clients or your kids or whoever it is that you know that it's relevant to. Mm. Excellent. So I think that's that that's the most relevant thing is is be able to teach it to someone. Now we're going to run out of time, so I want to make sure we actually continue with this topic. So, <laughs> so uh, let me just finish off with uh, Seth Godin. Seth Godin wrote a book called. Uh, the Icarus Deception. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Great book, just to kind of talk about you know getting out of the comfort zone. Um, and I talked a lot about that in my talk and speech at the, the Wellness Summit. So let's talk a little bit about books now. You know, what is your Marcus? What are your what are some of the books that you've read that has been inspiring for you this year, but also in the past? Um, and what about some of the books in the future and for 2014? Okay, well, a book that I put off reading for I don't know why, but for how, for so long was Andre Agassi's autobiography called Open. And um, I just, I've always got a feeling that sometimes autobiographies are a waste of time, and then I always read them, and I think all I should ever read is autobiographies because mm. they just you learn so much. Um, but his book touched me, um, you know, so much in terms of it was just so honestly written. And, you know, I wouldn't put it, it's like one of those books where you could put it into so many different um, categories, but it's just, it really just, autobiographies are so good at reminding you that people that you look up to, respect, admire are just a human being like you and I. Mm. Um, and without going into all of the examples out of the story, I mean, the biggest premise out of that whole book was that Andre Agassi hated tennis. Yeah, he did. He hated tennis and it's it's the very first words of the book and it's shocking to read but it's so gripping and absorbing and then you go through the whole life story and you really see all the all the benefits that tennis brought him but also all of the pain that it brought him as well and um just how it transcended all relationships with his brothers and his mom and his dad and all the rest and it's a phenomenal read i read it in about five days and um i just could not stop reading it i lost a few hours sleep um whilst investing in uh, my time in that book um, and then a couple of other classics, which I'm sure you have read, LT, because um, I know you are very wise financially, but a couple of rereads for me were um, Richest Man in Babylon um, by George Clayson and You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor, two books that I love. I probably read them once a year, mm-hmm. but just a reminder to check in with myself as to how how I'm going, how our family's going financially, any things that I've forgotten or anything new that I can apply. Um, I don't really like to read cutting-edge uh, financial books. I really love reading fundamental financials. So Think and Grow Rich, yeah, You Were Born Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, um, The Millionaire Next Door. I've, I've got The Millionaire Mind on my desk here to read um, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if ever I want a quick read, uh, I do love The One Minute Manager series by Ken Blanchard, but there's a great book called The One Minute Father. Again, it's the same format as The One Minute Manager. It literally takes you an hour to read. Um, just all on fabulous parenting, and it's all in story form, so it, you can read it so quickly. But I do love the one minute, um, the one minute series of books too. So there were some of my 2013 good reads. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, Think and Grow Rich is one of those books um, that I've. I think this is probably one of the very first years that I haven't actually read it. I've read that book every single year on January 1st, um, probably for like seven or eight years straight. Now, that is a great New Year's um, ritual, isn't it? Yeah, you should, you know, I, I honestly encourage anybody. To, it's an old book. Like, and we're talking 1930s? Let me, I've got the bookshelf right here. Yeah. Let me find the date. It's a really, really old book. And, um, but I think it's well worth it. If you have not read it, you, you can't just read it once. You have to read something twice. Um, well, yeah, 1937. 
Yeah. And um, Tony Robbins tells this great story how he went up to someone once and he was having a conversation about money and the guy said, have you read Think and Grow Rich? And Robbo says, yeah, I've read it before. And he says, how many times? He said, oh, once. And he said, well, you need to read it at least 12 times. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the guy that was telling him was, you know, uh, filthy rich and Robbo wasn't filthy rich and he said, okay, well, if he says so, then I may as well do so and and most people do recommend that, don't they, LT? It's one of those books that you really just would be wise to read over and over again. I think so too because basically, you know, to, for those people who don't know the story, um, Napoleon Hill um, basically his job was a, 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 I think he was a reporter of some sort. And um, he was hired by, he was a writer and, and a reporter and he was hired by one of the top, the most richest man in the world at that time. And I can't remember his name. He was a Andrew steel, Carnegie. Carnegie, that's right. Andrew Carnegie. Yeah. He was a steel mogul. And basically he said that, you know, I'm going to give you a task and you have a choice right now to, to take on this task or not. The task is you're going to, I'm not going to give you any money, but basically you're going to go, I'm going to give you access to everybody that I know. And uh, basically, you're going to spend the next 20 years or so, I can't remember, it was, it was a long time, 20 years, and you're going to interview these people, and you're going to write a book, and uh, collect all the insights uh, from all these people, and basically condense it. And that's what he did. He took that opportunity. Um, he, you know, he didn't take the job. He didn't take the money. He took the job of having access to the, the richest people in the world um, at that time, in the 1920s. And um, he was able to distill all that information into one book. I think it was 18 yeah. principles from, from memory, um, I mean, whatever it was. But all that, all that principles in the one major book. And, uh, man, it was, it's, still, it's still relevant today, I think. Um, it's fabulous. Book. We're talking names like Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Charles Schwab. It's, uh, it's full of gold. It's a great book. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good book. And I remember always sitting on the beach and, and reading that book. So it's definitely worth your while. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about podcasts. You know, like you said, there was a year of the podcast. Um, you know, what are some of the highlights or podcasts, um, beyond the inside of the champion's mind? Cause I know that we listen to this over and over again, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. You love hearing the sound of your own voice. <laughs> no, actually, I've never listened to one podcast. Um, uh, on our own. I think, um, well, I did love the Jeff Spencer series. I do love the up for a chat. Girls, I must say, I don't know um, who I was talking to. Someone was saying that um, they don't find it easy listening to girls chat, but I think having my sisters and my mum, I live with my sisters and my mum, you know, I can listen to those up for a chat girls all day. Someone said they go for an hour, and I said, those girls could go for six hours per episode if they really if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and they have just got a wonderful following all around the world, and I just love listening to um, to yeah, their really their reflections on life. It's fabulous. Um, and you know, outside of the wellness couch, I have enjoyed listening to. You put it on to me, LT, and one of your, the podcasts you were talking about was um, the Good Life Project. Oh yeah, Jonathan Fields, absolutely Jonathan amazing. Fields. Love yeah. Jonathan, and. Um, Jimmy Moore's podcasts are good, and also um, Sean Croxton, Underground Wellness, is uh, is sensational. And this is the thing, though. They lead you on to, like, books. You know, listening to Up for a Chat and Underground Wellness really sends me on a path to books. Like, I'm looking at my book list for 2014, and I've got Graham Brain in front of me, which was featured on Up for a Chat because Cindy's always talking about it, and he's been, Pearl Mutter has been interviewed on um, Underground Wellness. I've got The Blue Zones by Dan Bootner because Damo and I are taking a group to the Greek Islands in uh, this year in June for a longevity retreat. I've got um, Influence by Cialdini, which you mentioned on Wellness Guys when you were talking about caffeine. 
mm-hmm. um, Millionaire Mind. So just, you know, a lot of books for me come up out of listening to podcasts. Yes. Um, so the ones that I've just mentioned are probably the ones that I've really thoroughly enjoyed and look forward to listening to more of. And you know what, LT, I know I'm harping on about this, but listeners to podcasts love, as I do, the fact that once a podcast has been recorded, it's immortalized. It's there forever. Yeah. And so you can go back to it, you know, whenever you want. You know, I, I we get emails from new listeners to the couch going, "Hi guys, I've just I've just found out about the wellness guys and I've listened to 147 episodes in the last 6 days." Yeah, it's crazy, isn't <laughs> you know? it? And it's, it's like definitely- that's the beauty of it. Like it's a whole encyclopedia. Podcasts are just a whole encyclopedia of knowledge. I think what's important is that you as a listener you got to figure out exactly what's the best mode for you to listen to and and what also the topics you want to listen to. There's so many. Like the way we live in the world right now, um we live in something called the long tail where if you're interested in, in like knitting, there's probably a podcast on that. Um, you know, there's probably going to be some people teaching it. You know, so th- this a coin collection. I'm sure there's some sort of some person who's doing that. No, I'm serious, right? I know, so but there's it just funny. so much. Like for you guys, you got to listen to. Basically, you got to figure out. I know I get overwhelmed. So when we're giving you suggestions, please don't read them all. Like. Read them only if they're interesting to you. To right? you. Why is this important to me? That's what you said earlier. Why is this important to me? That's right. Like, you know, although I'm on the wellness guys, right? Like, you know, I, I, we talk about wellness guys. But to be honest, the difference between Damien, Brett, and myself is that we have different interests, right? So for Brett, he's really into paleo. And so he was going to read mostly the books on paleo and strength training and all that stuff. I know for me, I'm interested in it. But I'm interested in it, but I'm not in that interested in to actually go read a book about it. Because for me, yep. it's about I don't have much time. So for me, I'm trying to condense. I rather listen to things to condense my life. So that's why I listen to podcasts and 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 try to do you know multitask in a way. And Damien is really interested in food and nutrition. For me, it's always been about mindset. It's always been about entrepreneurship, business. If you notice that all the books I've given you is all all about you know how you think and how it applies to business because that's what I'm interested in. Even though I'm interested in health and wellness, I actually learn a lot from the wellness. Guys just doing the show just from those guys and that's good enough for me in a way right mm-hmm. so and so i'm trying to instill my brain and fill my brain with other things too as well so kind of give you a couple other podcasts that i like is um lewis howe lewis howe uh, from the school of greatness um his podcast is fantastic um i really love that um also love um Dan Pink office hours. He doesn't do many, but maybe once a month. Um, he doesn't do it very consistently. But uh, Dan Pink is a, 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 a an author who wrote the book um, Drive. Uh, that was a great book, by the way, too, as well. Um, and something to worthwhile to kind of go listen to his podcast. Did you listen to that book, or did you read it? Um, I read that book actually. That was a long time ago. Um, actually, a friend of mine, um, uh, Taki Moore, who uh, a great friend, one of my best friends, and he uh, gave me a book just recently when I was in the states um, called Focus by Daniel Goldman. Um, and he did uh, Daniel Goldman uh, emotional, book, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Yeah, yeah. He, he gave me the book and he said, uh, "2014 for you is all about focus." And he just left it at that. I went, "Oh, that's pretty good." So I'm gonna have to go. That's my. Uh, Book, next book that I have to read now. So, um, but there's a whole bunch of things that, that there's so many things out there that can really inspire you and can move you forward. But before we leave this podcast, I think we should touch on movies. Um, yeah, well, you're the movie man, LT. I'm the movie man. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what to watch in 2014. I want to know what I should go out in there and get because I think you're the movie man. I'm the movie. Okay, so I think movies from a perspective of movies, um, the the best movies that I enjoy a lot is the movies that are are based on true stories. I'm sure you love I mean, the epic, yeah, real life drama. Yeah, like you know what? I understand like most Hollywood movies have tweaked it and changed it to for drama, but I still love um, 
uh, I still love the, 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 something that is, that there's some relevance to truth to it and, and how they can, you know, because it just inspires. I love inspirational films. I just recently watched the Butler. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Um, I'm, I wouldn't mind watching the Mandela long walk to freedom. Cause I think that long book might be a bit too much for me to read. <laughs> I'd rather watch. Have you, read, have, have you read the book? No, I haven't. I, I have the book, but I haven't read the yeah. book. It's just too way too thick for me. That'll take me about three months to read. So, in defense of the book, it is one of those big books that you somehow read it quickly. Okay, all right. Do you, well, you think you're a slow reader? You re, you finish it and you go, "Oh my gosh, I read that in a week." Yeah, I'm gonna have to just trust you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually just saw the movie Rush as well. I thought that was pretty fascinating um, to see different characters and how they play out. And uh, there was that was sort of based on a true story as well. On um, that was written uh, that was on the two Formula One back in the 1970s. Oh, uh, and Senna. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was on. It wasn't on Senna. It oh, was Fox. actually no. I can't remember who was. No, it wasn't Anacena and Prost. It was but two guys who just had a massive rivalry and how they thought differently. One was meticulous uh, German who was in t- you know really really specific on the way he handled his life. Um, very similar to Andre Agassi, where he never really loved and passionate about driving, but he was finessed. Like he was just finessed with every little detail. But the other guy was a playboy, and uh, it was just a really good film. It was by uh, Ron Howard actually. Uh, yes. So a really good film. Um, classic films that i have the best film someone always asked me like what is the you know the one film that i've always enjoyed uh and i'm going to ask you this question after i answer mine my film it would be rudy um most oh, australian why did you just say rudy 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 <laughs> so most australians have never seen rudy but rudy man that that film is um absolutely amazing i love it. it's about a guy um who back in the 70s was a kid who was too small to play american football um, but he always wanted to play Notre Dame. That was his passion. So he went in and he, you know, did a whole bunch of things to get on the team as a practice team, just to be in practice. And he was so inspiring. And um, yeah, I won't give it away the whole ending. But that's a, if you can get a hold of that movie somewhere, I think it's worthwhile to go watch Rudy because I think uh, it will inspire a generation. I can remember my three favorite movies, and I think they might be a sign of my maturity or change in uh, in life. When I was a teenager, my favorite movie was Terminator. When I was in my <laughs> 20s and single and just all about sports and bravado it was remember the titans oh i love remember the titans i love it and now as a parent and uh loved and loving husband my favorite movie without doubt is love actually and i loved watching it the other night love I actually watch it nice. over and over again oh the romantic in you oh love it love it <laughs> so romantic that is a great note to finish up on lt we have steamrolled this topic it has been sensational i feel like we could do it for another half an hour well, we probably could we probably could if you want us to do another half an hour of this uh then you have to tell us on facebook go to facebook.com slash inside the champions mind and tell us what your favorite books are um what your books that you want to read in 2014 what movies you you love to watch or love to make sure you get to some of that because i'll probably watch it and any audio podcast that you enjoy because we'll love to hear more about that too go to uh, thewellnesscouch.com to get amazing podcasts you got to go check out the podcast if you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts go go check it out i mean marcus has one with the 100 not out with damien um obviously i have one with the wellness guys and so they're so amazing just couple of brand new ones that are out there so make sure you go check it out there uh subscribe to us on itunes the inside champions minds now on itunes make sure you go there and uh, make sure you give us a five-star rating if we deserve it and also comment below to uh, let us know how we're doing as well so this has been the inside the champions mind a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do this is lawrence tam and marcus pierce see you on the next episode goodbye 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.